God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. We back at it like we never left. Okay, it is September. What's up, crew? Okay, our word for the month is in full effect. We are talking over and over again about the beauty of longevity. It is one of the things that we all long for. How can I sustain this thing that God has given me? How can I keep it going and keep it moving? And I feel like this is really going to help you. Um... This week, we're going to kick it off with an incredible conversation with someone I think that you're truly going to enjoy. I love this conversation so much. And part of the reason why I loved it is because it was an opportunity to meet a woman, Jamel White. She's got an incredible story and she helps us to recognize the pain and the purpose connected to our journey. Like so many of us women who are committed to evolving, we come to this point where we realize that staying stagnant is not where we want to be. And yet as we're growing in all of these different facets of our lives, we're committing over and over again to be in this thing for the long haul. That's what longevity is. And Jamel has found a way to take her pain, to take those moments in life that dared to leave her stuck in grief and disappointment and shame and instead channel them into something very purposeful. Like my girl Jamel has done, you are going to have to do the very same thing. And that is reinvent yourself by stepping into a moment that puts the spotlight on you. You guys buckle your seatbelt, get prepared to really be transformed by this testimony. Meet my girl, the homie, Jamel White. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I am good, thank you. What did your shirt say? It says, tried by the fire, appointed by God, grace for the season. We love to see it. Where are you from? Originally from a small town outside of Memphis called Covington, um, and I now live in the Nashville area. Nice. Do you like it there? I like it, yeah. It's cool. I've been here since I graduated college. So Um, so you're used to it. Yeah. (laughs) Good stuff. Well, thank you for doing the podcast with me. This is something new that we've been doing, but it's been fun to just kind of get to know other women and hear their experiences, how they're growing and changing and and fluctuating. So I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Like, you're my best friend in my head. Okay. Okay, so if I'm your best friend in your head, what is like, what do we do? What are our best friend functions? Like, how do we, what do we do? Or do we go brunch? Are we going to the spa? Do we do nothing in our sweatpants? What is it? We do nothing in our sweatpants because yes. you don't even like to go get your nails done. Because <laughs> you take too much time. I feel so sick. But we chill around and we eat Chick-fil-A fries in our, in our sweatpants. So you are my best friend because <laughs> I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what is wrong with me, but like, I don't want to do anything. Yes. I got a whole little gaggle of a family, so it's six of us. Uh, 
tired. Okay, so like how like do you get when you're tired, like what happens in your life? Like when I am tired, people get on my nerves. All of them. Every single yeah. person. <laughs> Every being in my house, like from the two year old to yes. the like, like this is like what y'all what y'all doing? What y'all need me? Y'all got to figure it out. Yes, it's like telling the two-year-old, like, it's time for you to be independent. It's time for you to make (laughs) some choices for yourself and have some boundaries, okay? She doesn't get it. She has absolutely none. Oh, goodness. Okay, Jamel, so I want to know about your Eve behavior. I cannot have a podcast unless I feel like we are on the same level of, like, God is still working on us, and this is an area of my life in which he is trying to help me not be Eve. I'm trying to know better and do better. What is yours? Oh, I mean, we can go too slow. Like, we can go, like, I'm growing, I'm doing better, and and the skills around, or... I still might cuss you out. No, I want to still might cuss you out. That's what I we'll get into we'll get into that later. I want to hear the still. When is the last time God saved somebody from a mighty cussing, or did He save them from a mighty Today? cussing? Today? Today? Like right before this? Yes. Like, I had set up like my little co-working space. Had gotten it all taken care of. The lady was like, "I'll meet you there at five thirty your time," and I was like, "Okay, great. I'll be there." I was there. She was not. Yeah. She, she she was not. So then we had to go to plan B and come get like to another location. And as soon as I got ready checking, she was like, oh, I missed you. Where were you? <laughs> Which, where, what? Where was that? Where were you, man? <laughs> I'm there. I knocked on all the doors. <laughs> she was like, oh, I didn't hear. That's because you weren't there. Just say you weren't there. Just say that. So I was like, you know. We're being positive. You know what? I don't have time to give you energy to be, to to give you the energy that I want to give you because then it's going to put me in a bad mood and I'll be in a bad space and it's just going to keep going downhill. So let me keep it in. I need for people to stop lying. Do you ever just be like, why are y'all lying? (laughs) Like, why lie? A problem. I have a problem. My mama says it's like a really bad problem. Like, I want you to know that I know you're lying. (sighs) Is that a problem? Is that a problem though? Help me, coach me, teach me. I think it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem because I think it's it's holding you up to be accountable. So like, I want you to know, like, I know that you lied. I just need you to own up to it so I can quit hinting to you that I know. Just tell me you lied and we can move on. I cannot stand for somebody to think they got over on me. I cannot stand it. It breaks my nerves. Like, I'd be ready like... It didn't work. Did you? Did you really? Like, I want you to know that I know. And then, like, it starts playing with my mind because, like, I really want to, like, get you. And I was like, no, I can't get you because I'm right. But I really want to get you. Okay, you're helping me because I've got something that I've been holding in my back pocket about something that somebody lied to me about. And I'm not even going to front. I've been waiting on a minute to be like, just so you know, here are the receipts. Okay, here are the receipts. But you help me. Your mother is helping me. Tell her that her word is just reverberating throughout the world because she's helping me to maybe consider not being petty. I guess the 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 spiritual incredible thing to say would be like, you know, the battle is not mine; it's the Lord's. (laughs) But I want to help him fight a little bit. Like I want to, I want to like at least jump at him or something. Yeah, and like let you. Because, like, God, sometimes God be busy, and I don't want him to have to worry about what I can handle. I don't know. We need to... <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. 
figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I've gotten better. Like I don't hold all of the text messages in my phone anymore. Like I've gotten to a uh, space that where they erase after a year. That is okay. <laughs> like we being funny, but we be in real life because I used to have my set for forever too, because there are some things that I want to be able to just remind you that you said when you said it. Yeah, like, and the new search feature on the iPhone is amazing. You it is amazing. Type a keyword and we can bring it right back up. But now, you know, if, if it's over a year ago, if it's 366 days, I got to give you grace because I can't, I can't show you. I got, let me tell you, God really knew when to take me through what uh, I went through. Because if I would have had some of the features that we now have on today's cell phones, I would have been letting the saints have it. All up and down Facebook. Yeah. All up and down the Twitter, the Snapchats, like your life would have been ruined. Ruined. Look at God. You're a miracle. Look at you. Wow. Look at you. A miracle. (laughs) Glad I am better. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So tell me the spiritual side. Tell me the spiritual side. Where are you like doing better on the spiritual side? So I am one of those people who I'm like, I don't know if I heard God for real. Like, was it him talking or like, was it just in my imagination? And so I am now getting out of the habit of questioning because I literally, I was sitting in a service one day and somebody literally leaned over to me and was like, you hear God talking. I was like, what? What do you mean? And she was like, that, that was just what was told to me to tell you. You wow. hear his voice. I was like, oh, okay. So that was like two years ago. So... <laughs> I'm just now getting into a place where I feel comfortable enough to start acting on what he says without the fear of, okay, well, what if this person thinks like I'm weird for saying it? What if this person doesn't want to hear it? I've come to a place and realizing like at this point, it's not up to me yeah. on how they receive it. I just, I'm, I have the responsibility of giving it to you. Okay. So I have a That's question. It. Cause like, I feel like my role as a leader is to figure out like where, could people get left behind in this message and then to cover them as well? So when you said that, I just wondered for someone listening, like how do you know the difference between like God speaking to you and you just having a good thought? Like what was that process like for you where you can say, no, that came from God. I know it did. So if it's something that's just a good thought, like I'll write it out and I'll be like, okay, like that's cute. But if it's something that came from God, like it'll start, like I'll get confirmation in different Mm -hmm. places, like in random places that I didn't expect it. So that's when I started realizing like, oh, okay. Like, so I have to be keen and know the difference between like his voice and my thoughts. So I'm still working on that. I don't don't know it all the time, but I'm, I'm, if I feel like he's telling me and he's leading me to move or say something to somebody, like I just go ahead and do it and stop trying to like talk myself out of it because the reality is all of my friends will tell you like if I meet people the number one thing I say is like I don't like people oh my gosh we um, are besties I don't what is that working on I think it is something is wrong with the fact that like I don't like people and you keep leading me to talk to people what yeah what what is that what do we mean when we say we don't like people I don't like 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 uh, <laughs> I think I struggle. I think. I, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me. For me, when I say I don't like people, um, I want to meet your authentic you. Like I don't want to meet the representative that you send yes. before. 
Like, I want to meet who you are to your core. And if who you are to your core is a trap girl, show me that trap girl because I might identify with the part yes. of that trap girl. If, if you are, if, if you are Jesus high strong, like show me you are Jesus high strong. And I promise you there's, there's a part of me that will resonate with that. But like, don't, don't try to come to me and play me. And then like, you're not who you say you are. And like five, five months down the road, and I got to be like, no, oh, that ain't even who you are. Like, oh. so I don't like having to figure people out. That's I'm it. Ready. If you come That's to me it. and be authentic. I can I can take you in that space. That's how I feel like when we go out to events and you know there's small talk small talk is one of the requirements. Like I always struggle because like I would rather you be like, girl, where you get them bundles from to be than to be like, how's the weather and what do you do? Cause that's like all weird and awkward for me. But like just what do you want to know? Like just tell me what you want to know. This girl reached out to me who I have not spoken to in 10 years and she's like, How's the family? How have you been? And I was like, honestly, people don't usually reach out to me unless they're in some type of crisis. So like, let's just get into it. What's up? What's going on? And she was like, now that you mention it, my mayor just falling apart. I'm like, yes, girl, let's just deal with the truth. You don't have to, I don't need no sugar coating. You don't have to oil me up. Like, let's just go for it. I have, um, I have a friend who's like that. And like, I would reach out to her and I'd be like, Hey, how you doing? And she's like, but stop doing that. Like, what's, what's, up? what's like, up? And even if it's just to say like, Hey, I'm just checking on you. She's always like, hey, I can do without the I can do without the small talk. Like if if we have some sort of relationship, like you don't have to come to me in that way. I'm totally like that. I'm trying to do better with my team because if we text all day, every day and it's a new day, like I just keep texting them like nothing happened and they'll be like, good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm bad about that. I'll get at work and I'll start like typing like, oh my God, like I hit Sam. Good morning. Yeah, we're just we just are are doing what needs to be done. And I know for you, you have a lot on your on your plate like I do with the children. And that is enough within itself. But also your own purpose, your own identity and how you're growing, changing and evolving. What has been maybe the most difficult moment that you have experienced in trying to navigate your own feelings and emotions while also being there for other people? We just Yeah, let's okay. go. We're right here. Here we are. No small talk. Here okay. we are. Boom. Okay. 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 So, um, I would probably say, um, the death of my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's five and she passed in a house fire in 2015. And so, trying to grieve properly for myself but because I am definitely one of those like I am the keeper of my family like making sure everybody was okay and not taking proper time for myself but then now on the back end still grieving still growing still learning and God is like hey girl I got something you to do Mm. and it involves people (laughs) so like (laughs) that has been like that's definitely been a big thing for me, like trying to balance like how to grieve and grow properly and and not neglect the people that I love and what God has called me to do. Let's talk about grief because you just told me that you lost your five-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And I think that this year in some change has been so triggering because grief is so close. Um, 
you know, grief is terrible when it's something that you are experiencing within the context of your family and community. But when it feels like every person in the world is grieving at the same time, I can imagine that that's triggering too for for grief that you have experienced outside of, you know, what we've gone through. Um, Well, how would you define grief? Like in your own words, what is grief? Um, so grief is just a significant, a significant loss. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to strictly be loss of life, loss mm. of a loved one close to you. I think that it is any significant traumatic loss. It can be, you can grieve losing a job, which a lot of people did. During yeah. The so I think like losing the ability to be able to go out and hang out with your friends and have community, like that is a sort of grief because it becomes you have to figure out a new normal. So I feel like when you when you suffer a loss and have to figure out a new normal, like there is a grieving process to that because you have to relearn how to do things. Okay, so first of all, you just gave someone so much license to feel how they feel because there are a lot of people who feel like it was just a job or it was just going outside. But if grief is any significant loss, not just the loss of life, then maybe there are people who now feel justified and feeling depressed and feeling sad and feeling frustrated and upset because there is a significant loss in my life. And yes, maybe everyone is still alive, but this part of my life no longer lives. And a lot of people get stuck in grief. Did you ever feel like I'm going to get stuck here? And what do you know about grief now that you didn't know when you were saying goodbye to your daughter? Um, so I definitely felt like in that moment of grief, like I, there's something that sits over your head and makes you feel like this is the absolute end. Yeah. And grief is a cycle. And that's what I tell anybody. Like, I know that there, they say that there are seven stages and in your mind, like you work the stages, you go from one to seven, but the reality is like, you can be at stage six one day. And anytime someone loses a child, I immediately go back to stage one. It is a trigger anytime because my mind process says, oh my gosh, I can't imagine how they feel. And then I have to like jolt myself back to reality and say, but no, you do know how they feel. Mm. So like you are more than equipped to like talk to them, to help them, to like help guide them, which I think is also just heavy because like while I'm still trying to figure out this grief process, like he has definitely purposed me to walk with others during that grief. And I'm just like, but that's such a heavy thing. Like I don't, I don't even know if I had it figured out. Like I'm still trying. But I think it's a cycle. I think that had anyone told me that on day one, that six years later, this is where you would be, I would have cussed them out and told them that they were alive because that did not look like anything normal for me. Mm. So um, I've definitely learned, I've definitely learned to trust, to trust my thoughts, to trust how I'm feeling, to, to feel what I'm feeling. And not feel guilty by whatever it is that I'm feeling and have others make me think that I should be in a different place when it comes to my feelings. And that's not the case. So I've learned to like, if you're feeling sad, feel sad. If you're mad, be mad. It's okay. Feel what you feel. I feel the same way. Just like 
as a pastor, so many people talk to me about like how they're trying not to feel a certain way towards God. And I feel like they put on so much pressure trying to not feel a certain way towards God that they would encounter God if they just admit it. Like, I am angry. I am upset. I am disappointed. And allowing God to meet them in that place of truth, because we spend, we lose ourselves trying to deny ourselves where we truly are. And then we just continue to repeat a cycle that means we need to be numbed and we need someone to distract us because we're running away from ourselves. When was the moment for you where you finally felt like, okay, I've got to own this and also move on without, I can assume, feeling like I am somehow betraying my daughter's memory? And what was your daughter's name? Her name was Taylor. Taylor. Beautiful. Thank you. So honestly, um, I didn't get, so I went through the motions. I like started following my purpose, like started kind of just tinkering away at it. But like, I honestly didn't get to a place where I like rid myself of the grief of like starting to feel better. It honestly was when I had, um, I have a daughter named um, Kinsley now. Mm -hmm. And so I had her two years ago and it wasn't until like during that pregnancy that I really dealt with mm. like my true grief. And like I battled with like, even if having another child was betraying my daughter, would it mean that I forgot who she was? Did that mean that I was trying to replace her? And so like that entire pregnancy was literally a roller coaster. Um, but it was then that like, I really started hearing the voice of God saying like, no, like you are literally graced for this moment. Like I have you, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're walking where I'm telling you to walk, just continue to be obedient. And I think I also had to remember that, like, so I grew up with the pastor's granddaughter. Okay. So it gets really interesting because you hear the old people telling you, Hey, don't question God. Don't, you know, they have all these ideologies and the reality is like, if I have a relationship with somebody, I have the right to question. Yeah. So like I had to like start to undo what had been told to me all of these years because I started realizing like I only knew God from the perspective of other people. I didn't necessarily know him how I know him now. So So like, I had been riding the coattails of other people's religion and other people's relationship with him and taking it, taking it for what they said. But it was like, I actually, after she passed, like I actually started to realize like, Oh, I didn't, I'm not as close to the guys I thought I was like, I'm angry with him. I don't like him. I thought that I shouldn't be feeling these things, but the more that I studied, the more that I like clenched on to what little faith I had, like the more he was like, come on, come on in, let's pull you in. Like, if you get close enough to me, like I can really show you who I am. And like I have in the past few years, like as I have started to walk and do what he says to do, like he has literally like blessings on blessings on blessings. Like I got you. Just keep trusting me. Just keep showing people like this is what trusting God when everything like when your back is against the wall, like if you give it to him, like this is what he can do with it. One thing I love about Woman Evolve is the community and safe space we've built with one another. I receive countless messages with personal stories ranging from experiences with anxiety and depression to advice on how to settle family conflicts or work through self-esteem issues. I don't have all the answers, but I refuse to leave y'all hanging. 
Your mental health is too important to me. I want you to start living a happier life today with assistance from BetterHelp. As a listener of the Woman Evolve podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com evolve. A safe and private online environment, BetterHelp assesses your needs before matching you with one of their licensed professional therapists. It's also free and easy to change your counselor if you need to in the future. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. With the ability to message your counselor at any time, join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. It's convenient, affordable, and confidential. You can join today and start communicating in less than 24 hours and any time after that. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash evolve. When you said that you grew up in an environment where it was like out of line to question God, I totally resonated with that. I don't even know if that was something that was explicitly taught or just something that was implicit in the nature of how we talk about God. But I feel like more than ever, especially for this generation, I've been thinking more and more about giving them permission to ask questions because to your point, we want them to be in relationship with God. And we see Jesus on the cross and him in his most painful moment. Jesus is on the cross, okay? He has been beaten. He's been wounded. He has been bruised. All of those things. He's on the cross. He's still alive. He's hanging up there like a thief. And he turns to God, knowing fully his purpose, why he was on the earth, that this moment was going to happen. And he still says, why hast thou forsaken me? How then could we not be in our most painful moments that we didn't see coming, that we don't know the purpose behind, that we don't fully understand, and then silence our soul from being able to ask the question, God, what is happening? Why did this happen? How am I going to recover from this? And I feel like maybe the most beautiful gift that any of us can give our relationship with God is being able to put to words the question that our soul is trying to ask so that the Spirit of God can meet us there and allow His presence to give us answers. Yeah, I definitely tell people like, if you, one of the things we talk about in one of our, um, one of our programs is like, I want to create a safe space for you to be able to ask God those questions yeah. without judgment, because I want you to know, like, it's okay. I know some people may tell you that it's not, but it's, it's absolutely okay. Because once you go in a relationship with God, like you understand like who he is to you and you realize like, okay, I have that right to question him. I may not always like his response, but yeah, I have the right to question him. <laughs> That's so good. Now you mentioned one of your programs. Tell me a little bit about your programs. Uh, so um, I started a nonprofit um, in memory of my daughter. It is called Taylor's World. And it initially started as the hashtag while she was living. Like anything she would do, it would be Taylor's World. And it generally was me saying, like, help rescue me out of here because it's some craziness going on. But um, when she passed, like, I could click on that hashtag and see all of the great memories Aww. I had with her. So, like, in a place where I was once like, it's craziness in here. Like I literally buried myself in there and started to find healing. So I wanted to be able to give the same healing that I got from my daughter um, inside of Taylor's world. I wanted to give that to other people. So we um, have, have a team that is amazing. They, um, 
they listen to all of my crazy ideas and try to help me make them come true. Um, but I literally um, started it and I had no idea what I want. Like, I was like, I don't know how to run this. I don't know what to do. I don't know anything about anything. So like, how, how did you give me this? Like, and mind you, I don't like people. So what right doing? now we really in this struggle. <laughs> <laughs> right now, like you really gonna throw me in here. And I really got to like, if I'm saying I'll be obedient, like now I really got to do this. So, um, we focus on, on um, our pillars, our mental health, um, fire um, prevention and awareness, mm. and literacy and mentorship. And so um, we have just different programs that we're rebuilding um, just to make sure that they fall in line with what we're trying to do. So with literacy, um, my daughter was a bookworm. So um, I wanted to make sure that um, we gave kids the opportunity um, because, of course, the justice system says that if they don't know how to read yeah. by third grade, we have gone ahead and counted them prison as a, a body in our prison system. Yeah. So I want to be able to give, um, we have a program called Taylor's Nook, and so that allows kids pre-K through third grade, it'll allow them to check out books. Um, and we send them free of charge because I definitely believe that books allow the imagination to, to grow and to go places. and Uganda, you get to get lost in the world. Uh, so that's for that. Um, mentorship, we are starting a mentorship program where we will um, discuss different things like finances, um, financial literacy, because that's not often talked about in our community. And yeah. so we be out here lost. We go to college, we get in debt, we get credit cards. We don't know how to, that you probably shouldn't need, like you probably don't even need. So um, we're going to talk about that. Um, but fire safety and prevention, because my daughter passed, um, due to not having working smoke detectors, um, in the house, mm. um, that's a big thing for me. So, um, we are partnering with, um, local fire departments, um, to perform house checks, to, um, give out smoke detectors, to show people, um, how to do the checks, how often you should be doing the checks, um, have some other things that will be coming, um, in, October, which is I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> we have some other things that are coming in October. And then um, for mental health, um, that's a big part for me because I realized like that there is there is power in your mind. And if the devil can get a hold of your mind, he can literally bring you down and bring you to your knees. So I wanted people to understand like the words that we speak over ourselves, the words that we let others speak to us those words definitely have power. So we want to create a safe space so that they can have somewhere to go, have somewhere to come, share a community that they can build with. Okay. So I'm wondering, did all of this manifest as a result of your daughter's passing or were all of these things kind of in your heart to do, but were propelled into existence because you had this thrust from your daughter's passing? This is not on my plate. Okay. Um, I thought I was going to law school. Uh, um, that's where my heart was. Um, and I had no, I mean, I've always done mentorship, but it was always for other people. So it wasn't like, this is so not of my own that like, mm. I still be I, like, I still sit here and ask God like, okay, so how am I supposed to do this? Like, yeah. I don't even know how to do that. Like, what do you mean build a website? You you gonna hire somebody? Okay, I'm gonna hire somebody. Okay, but where the money gonna come from? But then, like, but like, as I started doing things and as I started being obedient, like, I started like he started sending the people. He started sending like 
I heard you say, and I started like doing it. You were like, you would get on YouTube, you yeah. would go look up courses and like find what they were studying and you would get the book and you would read it so you could figure out, you know, like how to run a business, how to do what you were trying to do. So like for me, it was, I don't think this was anything that was ever like in my plan. Like it literally, when it happened, like I literally felt compelled to like help people like me. And that's all it was. That's exactly how I feel, I think. And when people talk about your pain produces purpose, I think that you can experience a pain that is so great that all you want is to get it out of you. And that's how a lot of people end up in toxic situations because they just want that pain to stop. But it's also how many people end up in purposeful situations because they say to themselves, I got to get this pain out of me. And then they go that extra step of saying and make sure no one else experiences it again. That's the difference between pain turning into purpose versus pain turning into poison. Pain turning into poison is I just want it to stop by any means necessary, but purpose It's to say, I don't ever want anyone to feel the way that I'm feeling in this moment. So I'm going to take this pain and get it out of me so that it becomes a block that keeps it from happening to someone else. And that sounds like exactly what you're doing. Yeah, I've definitely um, here in the past couple of months, I've gotten to a place where I've told even like my family, like I really think like I was sent here to break whatever generational curses are on my family. Yeah. And in order for me to do that, that means I have to be obedient. And in order for me to do that, that means that like y'all may not like me in certain like certain situations. And I'm okay with that. Like, but I'm here like serving purpose, serving God, like serving my family. And I understand that I have to make sacrifices so that what I've experienced and what my family has experienced as a whole is not something that anyone else like has to go through it at least at least alone. Like a couple. I think the year after I lost my daughter, my aunt lost her son. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't in a space like to even know how to help her. But I knew the pain that she was feeling mm-hmm. and it hurt my like hurt me to my core because like I don't know. I kept telling God, like, I'm a kid. I don't, I don't know. But I, I mean, I wasn't a kid. I was 27, 28 at the time. So I wasn't a kid, but I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable enough to go to somebody and try to comfort them because I don't feel like I'm equipped for that. So I had to learn how to sit and stand in the fact that you are more than equipped. Like you have what you need. He's giving you what you need, like go in it and step in it with confidence. Okay. So you have to tell me, so you went through this process, you've lost your daughter, you've turned this incredible grief and pain into purpose that helps other people no longer feel this way. By the way, I love what you said about not always having the answer or fixing, being able to fix it for someone, but just being able to sit with them is just as sometimes, if not more powerful than offering them a solution. But I'm wondering like, What brings you joy? Because there are some people who experience grief and they're like, I'll never have joy again, or I don't think that the world can get brighter again. What are some things that like brought you joy after experiencing your grief and then, you know, being so wrapped in a purpose? Like what brings you joy? What are you doing for fun? What makes you laugh? Um, my family, like I am big on, I'm an only child. I'm my dad's only child my mom's own child 
And so for me, like any family function that's happening, like I'm there. I got y'all. What we doing? Like y'all want me to plan it? Like I am that girl. Um, but my family brings me joy. Um, honestly, resting because I've been very, very busy. Resting? Um, oh my! It ain't nothing like a nap to bring you joy. Oh my god! My daughter asked me, "Mom, what do you like to do for fun? Go to sleep." And like, don't tell me it's not fun because I have the best time when I'm sleep. Like, listen, like I have, I'm, I'm in school. We have kids. Like, I'm just doing, doing, doing all the time. And so now I'm at a place where I'm like. Girl, when are you gonna rest? Like, mm. you, gotta, you, you gotta sleep. Like, but that and like, I have found joy in my husband has been home. So, like, we have been binge watching TV shows. Yes. What so are you watching? Been, like, we're watching Manifest right now. I knew you were going to say Manifest. Okay, so let's talk about it. First of all, y'all had me episode one when y'all slid that Romans 828. Don't make me think it's some Holy Ghost in this war. <laughs> so now I'm trying to figure out, is God really in this? I know, or, where is he? Okay, so like I'm in season two of Manifest, okay? We are too. Okay, like I'm season two, episode one. I don't want to do any spoilers if anyone's listening. I will just tell you that like it is an entertaining show. It is an entertaining show and I don't know what is happening. <laughs> I don't either. Like I, I, I don't know if it's Jesus or the devil at this point. Like I, I don't know. Okay, so like when the man drowned and then he, what was happening? What was what was happening? Y'all, I'm confused and now y'all got this clock on me and I still ain't gave nothing away. If you listen, you like, no, she's not giving the show away. You gonna be no, just as lost. It's okay, you're gonna still be confused when you watch it. You're still gonna and be you- confused. Okay. Oh, it, it's good. Like we are enjoying it like Staying up till one, two o'clock in the morning. Got to be at work at seven. Like I totally just, feel you. Just, just reckless living out here. Do you? First <laughs> of all, we too old to be uh, watching this show. Like you go to bed. Like we have too many responsibilities to be up watching shows. But sometimes there is something about just rebelling. Like yes, I got to get up in the morning. Yes, I'm gonna be tired. But life is not the boss of me. I am the boss of life. It is not. Like I will go put them. Like I be like. What time we finna get to bed? <laughs> <laughs> we finna, how many shows you want to watch tonight? Like, what's our cutoff? Like, what's what's our time limit? Like, how, how much time we got? Do you like, want to hear? Be like. I'm going to tell you my Eve behavior. This is my Eve behavior. I'm about to tell you. I hope my husband never hears this. Do you you watch them without him? I started. I started them without him. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell. First of all, because we start shows. This is man. Let's have counseling, okay? Because when I when we start a show together, there is an obligation of you have to watch it together. And but he be falling asleep in the middle of episodes, which means I got to watch the whole episode again. So when I started manifest, I was having a wash day and I was like, I'm just going to see if it's good. Then that thing got good to me. And then I was like, but I'm too far in and I don't want to go back and watch all of them. I have been secretly. He came home the other day and the TV was still on Netflix. He's like, what's manifest? I was like, it's a show I was trying out on Netflix. He's like, you're on episode 11. I was like, I'm still trying it out. I'm still my husband so like he'll fall asleep and i'm like you sleep no i'm not asleep okay so i'm gonna keep watching him as long as you say you're not asleep i am <laughs> I, I am there i am watching and then i'm gonna be upset because like i feel yes. like while you at work 
You need to have your phone set up or something. So you can watch this show. Because then when you come back, I got to start over and I'm already hitting. This same thing happened with This Is Us. Same thing happened with Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, it's not going to happen for Manifest. I, it's Eve behavior. He be sleep on my lap and I be having my phone. We got a whole TV in our room. I be on my phone with my AirPods watching Manifest. <laughs> Like, why you can't, like, why you just can't? So that's why I said, like, I can't watch TV shows. It'd be too hard. It's to too upset. hard. Like, let me just go watch them at my own pace. Because, I mean, I'm used to work from home. So, like, I, I listen, I've been working at home for three years. So I'm going to get all of my laptops. I'm going to get everything I need. And I'm going to kick up. And I'm going to have my work laptop. I'm going to have my charger. And I'm going to have everything I need. And I'm just going to go what I need to And do. it's going to be fine. Uh, but you want to go and... You want to watch YouTube videos in the middle and have your volume all up. And, and you and you texting and now you don't know what happened. And you're like, wait, what happened? And then it's like, see, no, what happened was happening when it was happening and it didn't happen. And now I got to go back and this didn't happen twice. And uh, I watched one episode of something like three times and I was like, we're done. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> you can fall asleep <laughs> if you want to. I'm moving to the next episode. And I'll tell you what happened on the next episode because you're going to have questions. Okay. Yeah, I'll just pick you. I'll just fill you in. I'll just fill you in. That's me. Okay, last thing. The funniest thing about the show's thing is like he'll fall asleep on the episode and then when we have to go and watch it again, you know, you got to skip through like which was the last part you remember and then it's only like seven minutes in. I'm like, you fell asleep seven minutes, <laughs> like the whole you thing. You didn't even get halfway through? You, we're not even halfway. I'm starting all over again. It's not right. Okay. To know me is to know I love to cook. Being able to combine various ingredients and create a delicious meal for my family is my happy place. When my life gets busy, HelloFresh helps me live in the overflow of my happy place with their quick and easy meals. Their breakfast on the go and 15 to 20 minute dinners are clutch. Try America's number one meal kit for yourself and tell them that I sent you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve14 and use code WomanEvolve14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. You'll be amazed at the high quality, fresh ingredients sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week. Contact free, of course. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve14 and use code WomanEvolve14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Back to back to professionalism. Listen, okay. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. back. We just took a break. We're back. Um, we have an advice question from the delegation. Okay. I'm like, I'm like Cora though. Is, is it? Is it? We don't need. Is, is, we don't need Cora it? behavior. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I see that smile. It's giving Cora. The smile is giving Cora. Are you <laughs> with me? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm with you. Okay. When is the right time to walk away from a nine to five job? I started my own fitness brand called Comeback Fit. My goal is to help women and mothers who are having difficulty with starting their fitness journey. We wear so many hats as a woman and we at times neglect ourselves. I truly believe that health and fitness are very important. 
It takes care of your mental and physical health that sometimes we put to the side. My brand is to help guide women by informing and showing them why and how fitness and nutrition are so important. I've also branched off where I'm now training pregnant women pre and postnatal. I want to be the brand to be a voice to help women. I'm only doing this part time. I still have a nine to five, 40 hour per week job. When do I walk away to live my dream? And you feel like you can't do what God called you to do because of your nine to five when it starts to interfere. Yeah. That's that's the simple question. I know easier said than done. Yeah. But if this is if this is what God told you to do, then He gonna cover what you're missing in that nine to five. Like if it starts to tug on you more than if it starts to tug on you more than your nine to five does, then you might need to let your nine to five go. Also understand that entrepreneurship is not for everybody. So like yeah. set yourself up, like set a goal. Don't, don't just drop out without a reason. Like and give yourself a plan, an exit plan, an exit strategy so that you can know exactly what you're looking at. Save up a, a specific amount of money so that you can sustain yourself beyond one month, two months, three months. Like make sure you can do the work and Start giving, start giving your brand the same amount of time that you give your nine to five. I love what you said about the exit strategy, because a lot of times we think leaving our job is like I'm walking in tomorrow and quitting. But you will have peace in just having an exit strategy that you are working towards a goal that will allow you to walk away. So like really size this thing up. Like if you're already saved up or you can already take care of yourself and move into it, then maybe it's time for you to take that step of faith right now. But if you can't, then maybe you have to consider downsizing. Maybe you need to start getting the side hustle money up. Like you have to consider what it would take for you to leave your job so that you can begin working on building this business, recognizing I may not always be comfortable. I may have to change my lifestyle a little bit, but at the end of the day, me being in purpose is more important than me feeling what I feel right now when I'm at this job. But make your plan. And with your plan, I say you should move forward. I agree. A plan is always great. Do you have, before we close out, I'm just wondering. So I usually have advice questions and I'm asking all of the questions. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> oh, <Legend. Lord. laughs> No, so like when I tell you like you're my best, like we, I had like, I've had these conversations with my friends. I was like, if I ever meet SJR, let me tell you. Let's so, go. Yes. We're ready. So yes. So um, when transitioning, um, no, let's let's start here. Blended family. Okay. Best advice. Like that, like what would you give someone um the advice? I have a blended family. Um my husband has three kids and then we have ours. So they range from 18, 15, 5, and 2. So like I'm always trying to make sure nobody feels left out and getting like my own personal relationships. So what would you say is like the most important thing when trying to like solidify that bond? 
When blending a family, one of the major pieces of advice that I give any couple is one, making sure that you and your partner have the same vision for what your family is to look like. Because when we go into a blended family, we have a vision for the partner, but not necessarily for the family as a whole. So for my husband and I, for example, our vision was that our unit would be the glue of the family, that we wouldn't allow our relationship with our biological children to become something that could divide our marital relationship. Now, that means sometimes I would have to vocalize how my children felt or translate how my children felt to my husband and then do the same to my children while we built that bond. But we didn't allow any division to take place there. So he and I were on the same place, same stage, same level about what was happening in our family. And even as it relates to co-parenting outside of our union, like we were on the same page about what we wanted that dynamic to look like. And we stood beside that. What I will say about building a relationship with the children is like, don't allow your fear of not knowing where you fit or fear of rejection keep you from getting to know the children that it requires just as much vulnerability to build a relationship with bonus children as it does to build a relationship with the partner. You have to let your walls down. You have to learn how they communicate. They have to learn how you communicate. You're going to step on each other's toes. You're going to have to apologize. But when you have committed to do life with a person, then you're going to do life with those children too. So if at all possible, try to not avoid them, but get to really know them in a way that feels special and unique. And prayer. God gives us insight about the people who are in our lives if we're willing to really pray into that. And the prayer for me as a stepmother, a prayer for me as a friend to their mom has always been like, God, how can I serve what you're doing in their life? Who am I? You know where I fit. You know why they needed me in their world. I'm not just their dad's wife. You brought me into their world because there is something that I carry that they need. Show me what it is and help me to package it in a way that they can receive it. But trust that your marriage, and that's what's hard about a blended family is like you weren't there the entire picture, but you're there now. Trust that your position is cemented. Trust that it isn't something that is optional. Make it concrete, make it permanent, and then recognize that because I'm not going anywhere, we've got to figure this thing out and be willing to do the work to do that. I like that. So, um, I guess my other question um, comes to like just your process and like creating when it comes to woman and ball. Like, what does that process truly look like? I know you're transitioning. Okay. But, like, what does that process look like? Man, I. This is, I think, the biggest thing about Woman Evolve that is helping me is that I do not make Woman Evolve my vision. It started off what God gave me, but then God attracted people to Woman Evolve and what he attracted in them was expansion for the vision. And if I only make it about my vision, then I miss out on the opportunity that comes with expansion and ultimately team ownership in the in the ultimate vision of Woman Evolve. So respecting the vision of people who didn't necessarily birth Woman Evolve 
to help me raise woman evolve has been one of my greatest gifts. So I do have vision, right? Like I wanted to start the podcast, the store, the conferences. Those were all things that started in my mind. But then when I collaborated with other people, then it was like, what about doing a tour? What about doing e-courses? What about doing a curriculum? Now, all of those things still have to resonate with the original vision that God gave me. But once it meets that qualification, then it's able to expand because God brought people who understand what it was. And as scary as it is to watch someone else hold your baby, you also have to recognize, I feel this for you. I feel like this is your word, that this is too big for you to carry on your own. And that if you really step into the fullness of what this is meant to be, if you step into the fullness of this vision, you will need other people. And it is okay to trust people. They're not going to sink it. They're not going to steal it. They're not going to drown it. All they can do is enhance it or teach you a lesson on how to structure it moving forward. I've had people who tried to sue us. I've had people who walked away who I thought that we truly needed. I've had people who upped and moved or got married and shifted. And yet the vision, the core of what Woman Evolve is has stayed intact because God's going to protect what he births. And then he's going to teach us how to protect it. And sometimes that is through painful situations, but we learn in the process. And as a result of it, we become better and more um, more effective as an organization. That's funny that you said that. Um, remember how I said like he he confirms it in different areas. Yeah. Um, I literally had a friend, um, somebody who's on my core team, literally tell me Tuesday before our meeting. She was like, "God told me to tell you, He is literally sending people to you wow. to help carry this." So thank you for that. Um, that, that means a lot. I, I have in this past year, my goal was to do the work and not just do the work for my life, but like to do the work with therapy, to do the work with Taylor's world. And I wanted to literally just work on building what God had gave me. And so like, even when it came to like reaching out for this, this is not anything that I would normally do. Like it terrifies me because I'm a person who likes to work in the background and I will like, I will work, work, work. And so like, as God starts moving me forward, like I'm starting to try to embrace that. It's scary, but like, I'm really trying to just give him what he's asking because what I found in this season is that he is definitely rewarding my obedience. Like way more than I can even imagine. Like literally all last week, I think Daisy, I did the the initial call with her on like last Friday. Like I literally got offered another job that, that same day. Wow. Like I literally like just in being obedient, like he's literally kept every promise that he's made to me that I've asked this season. So like, thank you. Please. My pleasure. Thank you for opening your heart, for sharing your story. Woman Evolve wants to donate $1,000 towards the work that you're doing. So we'll make sure we get all of your information and just keep going, keep growing, keep changing the world. We need you and we need your voice. Thank you. So also, um, you know, I know your birthday is like around the same time that like my conference is. And like I had tried to get you one time. Oh, I wasn't there yet, but. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Okay. But can you just stop going like after your conference? Yeah. Stop going on your birthday trip so that I yikes. Okay, I'm gonna call you back about that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'd 
literally like my last conference that I hosted in 2018, I waited on you to like announce your conference days. And then I put my conference like I think the week after because I was trying to get to your conference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna work on my birthday trips. Maybe I'm planning on setting up my life in such a way that I can rest other times <clears throat> outside of July and then maybe I won't need my birthday trip the way I do. But I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Saying, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying. Like, I'm I just got trying. you. I got you. And I also have some questions. Like, I don't know who I would need to contact. Like, me and my team, like, want to, um, we actually want to see, like, if we can kind of, like, shadow you at a conference. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, we, we, like, me and a couple of my team members, like, I said, I was asking. All you can say is no. <laughs> no, absolutely. We'll get you plugged in with the team. Um, it's probably. I don't want to say Alicia. Yeah, probably Alicia. We'll get you plugged in so you can see what the behind the scenes looks like for our for our events. It's crazy. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying to grow and, and know, so I definitely like I can like tell you pivotal sermons that you've had that have like literally impacted me. So I'm super appreciative of you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for this time, and we'll get you plugged in for conference. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Did y'all catch that moment when Jamel said she likes to be behind the scenes? And yes, she was all up in that thing and not behind the scenes, fully in front of it. I love getting to do this with you all. It teaches me so much about what it costs to be a woman and yet how God continues to meet each and every one of us despite the pains that we carry and have experienced. Jamel, I want to thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone to kick it with me and a few of my closest homegirls, the delegation. It has been an honor to hear your story, to hold your heart to be challenged to grow and expand with you and to learn about the work you're doing in your community. All right, Delegation, Jamel and I are logging off, but this ain't the end. Yes, I said ain't. This ain't the end. Drop me a comment. Let me know how you are enjoying this podcast episode. Shoot me an email. I want you to be my co-host. I want to answer your advice question. Send it to me, podcast at womanevolve.com, and let's get this blessing. Love you guys.